And let's also maybe move into a global frame that says, I am going to leave my day job because my business generates enough income that it would be silly for me to stay there. That's going to happen. That process is already happening because when most people look to make the shift to, to full-time, they try to do it from a scarcity-based perspective. What do I need to get by on? But no, let's not do it. Let's do it in abundance. I'm going to shift when it's silly for me to stay. Okay. That's going to happen. That's in progress. I just don't know when. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. Don't forget to join me every Monday for a free mindset alignment. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up. On today's episode, I've got an amazing human being. His name is John. He's coming from San Diego, California, although from the sound of his voice, you can tell he comes from the UK. He's been participating in my Do the Impossible 90-Day Challenge. He's doing some awesome things. He's in tech sales. He's in real estate. He's married. He's got a child. He lives in a city that has much better Mexican food tacos than I do. John, how are you? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think I don't think that's controversial, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Texas, but I miss the tacos from California. I got to Yeah, say. you need a burrito or a taco. Good, right? But brisket <laughs> tacos are different than pastor, you know. So, but anyway, um, one day maybe I'll open a taco shop in Texas. But so, how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, the so, the, the yeah. Do the Impossible Challenge has kind of uh, been interesting. It's kind of that reinvigoration thing, right? That reconnection. So it's fantastic. I'm feeling bouncy and light, which is good. That's awesome. Are you getting up earlier? I'm or were you already early? So I'm getting up at the same time uh, that I always intend to get up at. Uh, I'd say my consistency rate is kind of at 100% over the last uh, three weeks, which is really good. Uh, before okay. it would kind of be, you know, oh, well, maybe I'll sleep in for 10 minutes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Okay, good. So I've done my work is, is making an impact. So you had mentioned, what should we talk about today? You had said possibly two subjects. You weren't sure where to go. Yeah. So I, um, there's, there's two things I want to do. And one is transition out of my W2 within, um, kind of five to 10 years, I'm, I'm okay. one of those rare W-2 workers that are kind of happy and like what they do. Uh, but I equally want to provide um, more for myself and for my family and, and grow a business. So on the one side, we've got the real estate piece. And then kind yeah. of the companion to that is my podcast. And it's growing. And we had yourself on there. It's great. To, it's, it's been a great tool to connect with people. And it's been a great tool to add value to people. Mm -hmm. And um, so those are the kind of two connected but different areas uh, of kind of figuring out um kind of what i want to do the reason i bring up the podcast is we're in a transition phase we're really mm -hmm. um i say we myself and my co-host um mm -hmm. i mainly drive the kind of production elements and what it is and what it does and mm -hmm. we're kind of looking at that uh, as an inflection point of like what's next we want to keep adding value to people um, much like yourself and so we're at that kind of junction okay Okay, so thanks for sharing the situation. So, which one would you? What do you want coaching on? Uh, I think I'm going to say I'm going to go down the route of the podcast because I think one feeds the other, okay. and I think it's what I'd like your your kind of inputs. The wrong word for some coaching on is is mm -hmm. finding that value and kind of finding that niche and um, 
yeah and kind of dovetailing those two things not not doing it to self-serve but doing it to serve others i guess okay so that i guess that's the frame okay so what is your question so my question is how do you grow an audience and how do you kind of build fulfillment when you feel like sometimes you're in a bubble operating and does your does your kind of outward content fit with um kind of aligning to a mission or or building kind of what um you know i guess i guess getting that belief in in what you're doing is is kind of adding value and what you're doing is kind of just and um um that's kind of the more esoteric kind of higher level thing the the other thing is what kind of what what works what content is great what con what is the different kind of viewpoint we don't just want to rehash other content we want to be a unique different voice that adds value to people rather than just adding more more voices to the echo chamber well that's the million dollar question right which post should i create to grow my social media to grow my podcast it's mm -hmm. it's it's something I, that, that i focus on a lot as well and i'm not by any means an expert in social media or marketing or anything marketing has always been kind of my my weak spot that i'm actively focusing on but that's i've always been better in sales so my my generic answer to to coaching clients is like the the message that is best is your message and Sometimes when we start to focus on value, we may be coming from a frame that the other stuff we're doing is not, if it's not specifically focused on other people, it's not of value. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you to take a look at the frame of value because basically it sounds like I'm kind of getting the sense that there's something you want to do and there's something you think you should do. Yeah. And there's like, okay, well, if we, if we, if we, you know, cause what you're really after is growth mm -hmm. and you want to help impact people. I know that. Right. So let's grow the business, grow, make more money, make more impact and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So, so I would encourage you to like, maybe we move into a frame that the work I do adds value. Okay. Because like you wouldn't be around me if you weren't the type of person who adds value by the work you do. If you were a selfish, manipulative con man, you wouldn't be around me. You wouldn't be a match, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, so you just like own that, right? Like even if you did something that was purely fun and you had a great time do it and you thought it had zero value to anybody, it would probably be the best idea for the podcast. I like that. Okay. Because... Because there's, remember, I don't know, we talk about thinking and we talk about like intuition, right? You're, you're mm -hmm. thinking, now you're, I can tell from all of your marketing and business experience, like, okay, well, that's add value to the podcast and how do I add value? So you're talking to me from your conditioned brain, mm -hmm. which is what we all do. And the conditioned brain is really good to use when we're doing something that we know how to do or it's a proven formula. What you're doing is not a proven formula. Like recording a podcast is, yeah, that's a formula. But recording a podcast that people follow and it's a hit and stuff, there's no formula for that. Mm -hmm. Other than be authentic, talk to your audience, your ideal avatar. There's all that stuff. And you can try all that stuff and do it to a T and still have it fail. So what I've found is that people are generally the most successful when they follow their intuitive guidance. Their intuitive guidance generally for the most part, we'll, we'll not take them on the exact route as their conditioned thinking. 
It's usually, sometimes it's a little different. Sometimes it's a complete tangent out of left field. So one of the best indicators of excitement that I like to follow is excitement. Because if you're trying to do a podcast that's value-added and you do this stuff, you're going to end up sounding stiff and boring, and there's not going to be passion, and it's going to be heavy. Where if you like, I like talking about fishing, or I like talking about tacos, or hey, this is the taco stand coaching. I go try new tacos, and I give you some coaching, or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. the excitement is really what will, will be the indicator of the direction you go. Okay, I like that. And I think that's that's been something we've tried to keep um i guess it's making sure things don't get it doesn't become a stale format right we don't want to just sit and ask questions and answers and not have any form of dialogue we want it to be an exchange um so that's that's one thing that's super super exciting i think to your other piece i guess the pressure is from seeing all the great podcast content that is out there and kind of not just liking it but wanting to be oh i want to be like that so emulating that and there is a there is a monetary element to it I, if sure. i could do this for, as a part of a job perfect that would suit me down to the ground that would be an absolutely ideal scenario the pod the podcast host yeah because you like doing that i love doing it yeah absolutely okay. love it okay. gets me out of my love shell it. gets me connecting to people all that good stuff yeah fantastic because the world the the, the amount of good podcast hosts is <laughs> I can't tell you how many podcasts I've been podcasts I've been on, and the questions they're asked is like, "Tell me about this." Like that's a terrible podcast question, right? Tell me about this. No, no, no. So there's definitely room there. There's definitely space. And, and as Gary V would say, "Don't worry about likes. Create content you like." Okay. And and let's also maybe move into a frame a global frame that says, "I am going to leave my day job." Because my business generates enough income that it would be silly for me to stay there. Okay. So that is gonna that that's gonna happen. That process is already happening because when most people look to make the shift to, to full time, they try to do it from a scarcity based perspective. What do I need to get by on? But no, let's not do. Let's do it from an abundance based scarce perspective. I'm gonna shift when it's silly for me to stay. Okay, that's gonna happen. That's in progress. I just don't know when. And. My, my business is growing. My, my reach is going to grow. I believe it's podcast, but at the same time, if Joe Rogan asks me to be a co-host, I'm probably going to say yes. Yeah. So I'm open to, to different channels for getting there. At the same time, I'm aligned with making a amazing income from the work I love. Mm-hmm. See how okay. it's non-specific. See how it's non-specific. Yeah, I like that. And and that allows you to be more fluid. Because if you're meant to be a radio DJ and you get like a radio DJ job and you're back on the on like literally on the air, we don't want to miss that opportunity because we're like I'm supposed to be a podcast host. Mm-hmm. It'll be clear the direction, but when we hold the global frame of certainty, it allows us to be more fluid at the micro level. I think that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't quite thought of it like that um that's that's really interesting yeah the the, the global in in terms of opportunity is kind of yeah not not blinkering myself to that one track right I th- the, the the driver for me or the interesting part for me beyond the kind of adding value and the connectivity with people is then the author i'd you know i want to be seen as authentic and then in real estate i want to be seen as authentic 
So I want those two things to kind of complement each other. That's that's my thinking. You said realistic and authentic. Is that what you said? Real estate. Real estate. And yeah. the second word was authentic? Yeah. So let's just decide right now that we believe it's real estate. I'm going to do real estate. Mm-hmm. But if, if I eat an ice cream cone or a taco and I get on a podcast for a million persons for taco podcast, I'm going to jump. So let's be fluid there. I like, I'm going to do real estate. That may be the, my marketing niche. It may be. I'm, oh, yeah, I'll take it. But I'm also open to others. And authenticity, well, absolutely. Because the number one thing I was going to say when you're like, how do you be a successful podcast? It's authenticity. And it's going to be really interesting over the next few years as AI keeps evolving. And then we have these AI, AI influencers, right? That's coming, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So what's going to stand out is the in, is the authenticity. So let's just make it really simple and give yourself no other option but to be a hundred percent authentic. I like that. I think um, that's that's kind of the the unconscious shift, I guess, in the uh, in the podcast is we're trying to be uh, we're we're kind of building out um, episodes where it's these are the questions I'd want to ask, these are the conversations I'd want to have, and these are the subjects. So the mm-hmm. the podcast isn't just real estate it's investing business mindset but that's quite broad so that's one of the fears is like is that just too broad should we niche down uh yeah well everybody will tell you to niche down but niches are not usually created they're usually discovered Mm -hmm. and you may not get your niche until 250 podcasts i think from conversations with my my coach and and reading the book and things like that mm-hmm. the one the one takeaway or the the takeaway that i've applied to the the podcast has been kind of fortitude to keep going and not just go oh we did 50 it didn't work right it's it's that kind of iterative faith <laughs> to keep going and kind of learning and self-reflecting if you ask talk to most of the successful part of the big podcasts out there it's just they didn't stop that's yeah. like one of the biggest things is don't stop. Like I'm on episode like 80 in the 80s right now. So it's just don't stop. Yeah, I th- that's, I've heard that so many times on YouTube videos of like, just keep putting content out and it will grow. Yeah, Mr. Beast put out content for years that nobody saw, right? True, yeah. So did Gary Vee. He did that wine like every day. Every, was it daily or weekly? I forget when he did his wine update, right? So... But if you're in an alignment with success unfolding faster, you'll unfold faster. Excuse me. <laughs> I had a beep there. Does that make sense? Yes. No, absolutely. Okay. okay. All right. Any other questions? So I think so the other piece of my <laughs> my kind of position or kind of where I'm heading is the the real estate business piece okay and i i'm clear on my direction Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things i struggle with is breaking down direction to direct action okay and kind of taking that action um and that's yeah i wondered if you had any uh tips isn't the right word but how do you how do you approach kind of taking a big important goal breaking that down um, to, I guess, mini, mini kind of targets or, yeah, I think 
you know, it's that eating an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. Piece. Well, are you not doing that? Or is it not working? I think it's what well, maybe, maybe it's frustration with progress. And can you give, maybe, yeah, sorry. Can ahead. you give me an, ex- can you use an example? It'll be easier. Sure. So I've, I've kind of, I'm on a trajectory of knowing what I want to buy. I want to buy a apartment building 20, mm-hmm. around 20 units. I mm-hmm. want to buy, um, somewhere in, in Ohio. I want it to be hybrid. Um, so I can use it as long-term rental and midterm rental. And I want okay. it to be in a, a couple of neighborhoods I've picked out. Okay. I know what I need to do to, to connect to brokers and all that kind of stuff. I guess it's the, it's the middle kind of piece of understanding or keeping going, I guess, or keeping the faith. Have you made a decision to purchase that apartment building? Yeah, I haven't found it. Yes. Yeah. But yes, that's my trajectory. By what date? Uh, I want to put an offer in within the next six months. So by the end of the year. Okay. Do you want an offer in the next six months, the next 30 days? The next 30 days would be good. It sounds like you haven't made a decision to do it yet. Okay. You've done all the planning. And at this point right here, it's the decision to get in the game. Okay. Because I'm hearing like, now when you just said six months, did you have that target before I asked you that? Yes. Purely based on finances, right? Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. I can I can qualify here. So it could be a situation where there's nothing to do right now. It could also be a situation where the goal is too far out and it isn't pushing you enough. Okay. Because if you're set on, nope, I'm going to finance it myself and my job pays this much every month and my down payment's this and I, I know I can get approved. I've talked to three banks. I can get approved with this much down and I need four months to save the down. Like there's nothing to do other than save if that's your plan. Or... You want to move faster, but you don't know how because you're going into the unknown. Now, maybe you have a partner in this. Yeah. Right? Um, Would you like to have that apartment building acquired in six months or in 90 days? I think so. Yeah, I agree. And I've looked at the JV uh, route. Going back to the authenticity conversation it it's a little scary to put myself out there for the first kind of apartment building is is with a with a partner i'd kind of want to i guess it's it's sharing the load but what if it's a partner that's done 50 apartment buildings with buildings with a 90 percent success rate good point (laughs) and they are going to keep 80 percent of the profit and you're going to do 80 percent of the work got it yeah and i think that's that's comfort right it's the, the, the six month is a comfortable place. Yeah, it is. Well, it is a comfortable place. Now, I, I don't know because we're, we're just talking with me today. Now, if you've been saying six months for four months, then that's a different thing. But if it's six months and you're, it's an act, but if it's a rolling window of six it, months, then we need to move faster. Yeah. So it's I not a rolling window. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I typically push faster because people usually stop when they don't know how. Mm-hmm. But I, I usually like to give a big 30 days of like, hey, let's see if I can make this happen in 90 days because that would be fun. So you take that night. So targeting 90 days, you'll take a 30 day um, 
kind of push like a well a you're already in a 90-day challenge with about eight weeks left so yep. what better time to find a way to do that there and if you you could start networking right now there's people in the gti challenge there's people on facebook there's lots of communities you could join the bigger pockets pro program there's mm-hmm. lots of there's um lots of you can go to a local go abundance event even if you're not in go abundance you can go to free for an event for a couple too they'll let you in um so there's ways to find people who have experience um it just depends what's you know is is it is it you're being strategic and that's what you're supposed to do or you're in a little resistance because it's uncomfortable moving faster. Yeah, I think a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, probably okay. more so the uh, comfort piece. Yeah. So at this point, it's really you're on the verge of getting in the game. You're on the side of the you're on the sideline of basketball, planning to get in the court. You're planning. Yeah. So nothing happens until you get on the court. True. The sooner, and, and the thing is, it's going to feel like that whether you do it in six months or six years or 30 or six days. And yeah, that was, so that was my thinking on the, the kind of six month pieces. How will I feel in six months? Um, and I guess bringing the, bringing the JV stuff or the partnering stuff to the forefront is, do I want to, I was looking at it in a negative way, right? Which is, yeah, am I responsible? Yeah. And actually, it's, am I sharing the experience? Yep. It's, yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, and in real estate, it's not like you're hooked to them at the hit forever. It's like a one deal partnership. You could set up an LLC for one deal, get an agreement. That's one way. No. True. Mm-hmm. But I would say shorten the time frame. To get to, the sooner you face move through that discomfort, your sooner you'll be past it. Yeah, it's kind of ripping the band aid off. Yep. Okay. And this is where most people stall. Most people don't make it past this point. I cannot tell you the number of real estate investors I've spoke to who are trying to get in the game, and I'm sitting there trying to kick them in, but I can't kick them in the game because what gets in the game is a decision from you. The, you ha- mm-hmm. the, the investor has to make the decision. So what I find the best way to do that is to give yourself no other option but to make it happen. Remove the option of not doing it. Okay. And then, and then the whole fear about getting in the game goes away. Now, you, you, you don't be stupid. Like, look at the opportunity. Look at your risk tolerance. It's an investment. You could lose money. There's no way you can guarantee you don't lose money. It's impossible because you're involved with other people. You can't control other people. So there is a risk you're going to lose money. So it's like, what is your risk tolerance? And then when you okay. calculate your risk tolerance, okay, well, worst case, I, I, I dump this and I lose 10% or, or whatever. You know, Maybe I got like a 40K or whatever. But like that also helps first-time real assessors, investors calculate how much they're willing to risk on the first deal. Yeah, that was so we we've done a couple of well, so I have a long term rental and we've done a short term rental, mm-hmm. and that was a calculation which is it's you know things seldom go to zero right unless everyone leaves the town, mm-hmm. uh, so there is yeah. there's risk of losing money but risking losing everything is is not kind of as as forthright or as as, as apparent as possible, and if you put aside the apartment building in Ohio hybrid for a second in the next six months, how many 
Um, long-term and short-term rentals could you acquire in six months if you put the part the apartment building till next year? Uh, a couple more, I guess, at least. I haven't run numbers on that. Yeah. So which I one mean, do you which one do you which one do you want, right? Yeah, well I think I want I want the the building, but I think you're right. I want it faster. Yeah. Be, and and I would I would also encourage you to to spend a little bit of time continuing your your analysis on sh- on short term and single family as well. Mm-hmm. Because while we want to make that jump up, if that's causing you to stall and not take action in six months, you could acquire two more properties, and then in next year you could do the apartment building. Okay, you know because sometimes um, a lot of people are like I hear they're well well. When Brandon started talking about mobile home parks, everybody's a mobile home park. Everybody's a mobile home park, mobile home park, and, you know. And do you really want a mobile home park? No, I want more single-family homes. I do more single-family homes. So mm-hmm. you can do both. You can you can execute a plan in the known. Okay, well, I'm going to continue pursuing single-family homes. Maybe I can find an STR in a, in a nice market or a, a rental cohabit in a near a campus or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a known plan you can execute and at the same time you can execute in the unknown, the unknown goal of getting the apartment building. Okay. I like that. And it's real and it's really about being in the frame where they're both options instead of the frame of okay, I'm not doing single family now, I'm only doing apartment buildings. That's I I really like that. Yeah, because I I think I'll tend to then just process things kind of in a linear fashion. So it's like, you know, I, I want to get this asset and then, yeah. okay, well, so this is the process I need to get to. And this is the timeline for that. I guess yeah. that's my project management background. Yeah. Um, and there, there's, there's nothing wrong with acquiring more single family. You can always do something with those later. So you really want to check in with if, is that goal, you, you could also be not moving in that direction while your brain could be telling you it's discomfort. It could be intuition saying no no let's get to six single family first yeah i think i I did think that i thought it was intuition i thought it was my gut check and i don't think it is i think it's my cowardliness and and being kind of brave and, and putting it out there and um yeah i love connecting with people talking to people often i feel like i don't have the the right seat at the table i'm not quite mm-hmm. at everyone's level and that's kind of then feeds into the the, the joint venture or the the partnering kind of piece which is oh what, what value could i possibly add here yeah so that's interesting so talk to your coach about that yeah no that's that's main, that's a lot of our conversations <laughs> yeah. okay all right well john are you good i'm good that's that's super helpful. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Excellent. Well, it's great to connect today and I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thank you, Jason. All right. Thanks for watching the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. To get your own experience of coaching, go to freeintrosession.com and my team will hook you up and I will see you on the next session. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock central. I'll see you there.